Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Black Callus Podcast. It's me, Kyle. It's Chris. What's going on? You already know. You're about to get into it. Black Callus Podcast, best business podcast out there right now. You already know that. Today, we're going to be talking about is college worth it? Because it's this big stigma, especially in the business of like making money, figuring out how to be successful, and doing all these things that are going to help propel you into the position you want to be in in life that sets certain things up. So we're going to say, is college necessary? Do you need to go to college to be successful in life? We just both graduated college, so we're going to talk a little bit about our personal experiences and all that stuff. Do we think it's necessary? What do we learn specifically? What we recommend it? Debt, all this other stuff that you need to know about the college experience. But before we get into that, we're going to be talking about business news. You already know how we do on on the Black College Podcast. Segment one is always business news. What's going on in the world? What are people talking about that we need to know? I say one big thing that happened this week. You heard about that TikTok news with Microsoft? Oh, yeah, nah. We starts off with Trump. Trump's like, yo, by Saturday, I think it was on Friday. This past mm. Friday, he was like, by Saturday, the earliest, I'm getting rid of TikTok. People panicking. Uh, I check TikTok myself. I see a bunch of videos. People worrying about, oh, this is the end for us. Nah. <laughs> and then the day after that, or maybe it was two days later, there's talks between Microsoft and TikTok for a potential deal. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, nah. I remember I saw it on um, the Wall Street Journal. Well, I, I, bro, I be reading so much publication. I don't mm-hmm. know exactly why I saw it, but I went and it was saying that, yes, Trump was saying, like, yo, it's just done for. You're not doing it. We're banning it. But that Microsoft... Originally, what the problem was is the CEO, which I'm I'm gonna butcher his name. I'm not even gonna say actually, but it was like Zane. Okay, I, I, it was something. It was it's the, you know the CEO of, of TikTok, and then he was basically saying like, oh, a part of the original deal, he was gonna take a minority stake, but mm. then when Trump started doing all this stuff like, oh, you know, we're banning the app, it's, it's done. We we're not we don't want any association with TikTok. It's gonna be done. He said like, listen. I want this deal to be done because it's going to be a pretty lucrative deal for him. Mm. He's like, listen, I will take zero ownership. You guys can completely have, you know, TikTok US. I just want to get the deal done. And I think after seeing the CEO say like, all right, listen, we're going to have no affiliation with the app. We're going to solely give it to Microsoft. That's when the deal started to roll a little better. Like, all right. And I think they said they had an 11-hour conversation with Trump. I think it's definitely been something that's, it, first off, it was under discussion for a while because yeah. this isn't the first time. This isn't the first time Trump's thought about getting rid of TikTok. Mm-hmm. I think we mentioned on our last podcast uh, about the like privacy concerns, our data breaches going to in the hands of China, which is no good mm-hmm. at all. But what's even more uh, interesting about this deal is how the idea that Trump has forced mm-hmm. TikTok to be sold to a U.S. company. So like. And initially, like in the beginning stages, it seemed like TikTok was going to be done for. Right. But it's now evolved into being a transaction that's benefited. I wouldn't say the U.S. economy would go that far, but has. But I, I would say that though. I I would take that that leap though. Like a lot of people use TikTok. It has like I don't know the exact number, but yeah, when no, I first it's def- checked, it's definitely a lot. It was at least five hundred million users like daily. <sighs> So that's like that's a massive amount because it's, it's it's a global it's, it's global yeah, company. So like to bring that to to U.S. shores is definitely, I, I want to say a smart move, hmm. but also just very interesting to see how this whole thing will unfold and if Microsoft will actually go through with it is something I'm looking forward to seeing. 
in terms of like capitalism though it's, it's definitely going to create more competition in our markets for a fact because they said that microsoft is trying to make like a big power play against facebook like hey mm. look what we got going on like mm. we're about to buy tiktok but at the same time instagram is about to release a tiktok alternative really? called instagram reels i haven't heard about that so basically once you go on instagram you go to explore page there'll be something that comes up like a screen and it'll be like TikTok videos, my fault. TikTok videos, basically, mm-hmm. and it'll be called Instagram Reels. So you click in and you scroll. It's just like TikTok. Like you keep scrolling, every video is a different person. Did you see Snapchat has that now? No, nah, I didn't even peep that. Bro, so I, the thing yeah, is yeah. about the social media. They just say for that now. So like I was on Snapchat, just looking at stories, mm-hmm. and then I tried to uh, underneath stories. Now they have like a like a news feed. So mm-hmm. see what's going on, like news feed from a bunch of different places that you you probably aren't even subscribed to. But mm-hmm. now if you go to it, it's in TikTok. So like, nah. is it right now? Yeah, Snapchat? nah, pull it up. You'll, you'll nah, see. Nah, I'm it. pulling it up right now. I got. So Ooh, like, what's that? Go. Wait, where are your story at? My story. Yeah. Oh, bro. Oh, yeah. Click one. Oh, you don't even got the update. Yeah, I probably didn't even update. But that's but it's crazy to think about like how quickly social media apps now are like will get in tune with another app that they're they're nervous with. Like, mm. think about Instagram before. Well. Oh, yeah, it's kind of a similar format in the fact that you can keep scrolling. Oh, everything is different. <laughs> you not going to chill. So it's, uh, the craziest thing about this is that it's geared to the, the person. Yeah, so nah. obviously, like, with a certain amount of data, they know my own interests or whatever <laughs> and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely interesting how social media apps will, like, replicate what they see being done, which goes back to, not even goes back, we're about to introduce right now, the idea of uh, monopoly. So mm. you'll have, like, the biggest company replicate what some other companies doing because they see it's about to be successful. successful yeah and then they essentially take over the entire market become number one at that and essentially shut everyone out so facebook for example initially i don't i can't remember when they started it's been a long time but yeah, initially facts, I remember it was just myself uh, a platform to connect with friends yeah they and, have nothing that they have today and then instagram comes into to the picture and they start doing pretty much the same thing but now it's just photos Something mm. about like personalizing just the photo experience was was revolutionary at the time. Mm. Facebook bought Instagram. Facts, and then Instagram did some grimy stuff to um to Vine, bro. Mm. Mm-hmm. Literally destroyed Vine's whole game plan because mm. Vine was like the one of the biggest platforms that had videos until Instagram. I don't know if you remember. I don't even remember for for some time that um Instagram did not have videos. It was only pictures. Damn, but that that's mad so long, long ago yeah, that you yeah. don't even think about it. But I, I, I remember like freshman year of high school, Instagram did not have videos, and when they released videos, it was like, oh, oh we yeah, can release right. videos on Instagram mm-hmm. now. That's crazy. And that's what tech this whole said. tech hearing was about this past week. I don't know if you guys had a chance to tune into that, that's but essentially, fact. Facebook, Apple, Google, and I'm missing one. Mike, no, not myself at all. No, nah, it might have been uh, Facebook, Apple, Apple, Google, Google, and Amazon, and Amazon, yeah, Amazon, yeah. Bezos is the boy. They were all pulled up into the Senate, and essentially the premise of the entire hearing was, are you guys acting as monopolies and, like, you're given space? So, like, for Facebook, some of the things that were being said is how they took over Instagram, or Mm. there's many other examples of them taking over companies and essentially just shutting out small competition. Or Google, for example, they would utilize Google searches or people who use Google to improve their own ability to to for their own operations essentially so they would have all the data they would know what companies would be looking at a certain they essentially had the entire like marketplace that they were competing in and all the data that was relevant in that space 
and then used it to succeed in that space and to propel them into the forefront. Matter of fact, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna pull up something right now because that just remind. Oh and my, the whole yo, idea, big corporations are mm-hmm. dirty. The bro. whole idea of that is very monopolistic. <laughs> Look at this. Amazon, Amazon, met, yeah, see, no. Amazon met with startups about investing and then launched competing products. So that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. That's dirty, bro. That was brought up in the hair. That's the literally hair. dirty. I think they were saying that like, like dealing with Amazon is like a double-edged sword, you know, for entrepreneurs because Amazon size and presence in many industries, including mm. cloud computing, blah 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 blah. Basically saying that Amazon's like, oh, that's a very nice company you got over there. Like, that'll be a, that's like, what's going on? Like, yeah, we want to buy that. Mm. They'll go to the meeting. That company, you're like, it's Amazon. You're obviously mad hype. Like, your Amazon wants to meet about mm. buying. So they go, they start showing Amazon like, this is our business model. This is what we do. This is how we do it. Amazon's like, all right, great. Go back to the office. Yeah, I think we should need to start that. So then the company is trying to figure out, like, yo, Amazon's, what's going on? Like, we're going to move forward with the purchases? Oh, we're no longer interested. Mm-hmm. Boom. Amazon launches the same exact service. But now it's Amazon. At a, at a scale. Because mm-hmm. they're doing it at baby scale. Amazon's doing it at a gigantic dinosaur, like, wild scale. And literally that little baby that was just getting some profit. Gone. Gone. Floor, bro. Gone. That's nah, sick. It's, that, it's pretty crazy how they could do that. And I think in the end... I'm honestly, we don't know what's the, what the results of the hearing were in terms mm. of what legislation nah, will they, be they're passed. They're gonna skate that, bro. They're gonna skate. I that. think they're gonna <laughs> skate it. I think all of like Bezos, uh, Tim Cook, like they all did a good job at explaining what they do and how they like. Essentially, they're just trying to help people. Like that's the at the forefront of what but, they're doing. <laughs> but then like you go into like Amazon, like yo, like buying out Whole Foods, right? When that came out, that was a big thing, right? So Amazon's yeah. getting into the food space. So. The ability for them to shift into even other markets just because of the scale that like that they're at that they've reached Bro, is they just they can really do anything. And they have and because like even go back to what you said about the market, you know. And I don't want to go circles too much, mm-hmm. but like going back to like Google having all that information, Amazon has Amazon Web Services, mm-hmm. all that information. They're two plays like Google Trends. If anybody says something. And you're in that market, they got you because mm. they already know you're coming. Like they already know people like what you're doing. You're done for. Amazon, you're searching something on Amazon. They already know what people are going for. Mm. You're done for. And then even in the case of Facebook, I think we also touched upon this last week mm. with like being too big to the point where the mm. type of responsibilities they're given are are kind of unsurmountable. So mm. like Facebook being in charge of what's deemed hate speech, like. That was brought up in the hearing. We gave people too much power in the situation. That's a fact. They have like a lot of power to like say this is okay and this is not. Or one of the main things that were addressed, and everyone's heard about it. Anyone tuning in right now, the issue of hydrochloric, hydrochloroquine, yeah, Mm -hmm, hydrochloroquine. So Facebook like got rid of a video about hydrochloroquine and deemed it unsafe for viewers because essentially, if someone would have watched it, then they could be, they could make the decision to go buy it and be it would be damaging to them. But at the same time, is it not up to the person watching it to, to decide? So it is. It, it's, it's, it's a tough. It's a tough line that you're flowing that's around. Tough. But it was definitely that's a very tough. important hearing that's going to have tough. implications that come in the future. But yeah, even now that you're talking about the health and talking about like overall taking care, mm. like even the big four, they just spent twenty million dollars on lobbying recently, mm. in terms of the fact of like, basically they're paying special interest groups to go to Congress and say like, hey. This is, we don't want to do this, or we want to do this, and we don't want to do that, and we want to do this. Like we need to get figure out something out. And it was basically, in terms of like COVID testing, they felt like the government was gonna mandate companies to have to test employees. Mm. And obviously, big companies like Google or Amazon have so many employees, mm. they're gonna spend a pretty penny to test all their employees. So they're like, 
nah, nah, nah. Let's, let's figure out a way we could we can be safe about this, but we don't we're not mandated to what test was, our employees. What was that figure? Then they like spend like a lot of money on lobbying and like the first half of twenty. In yeah, twenty million. Twenty. Oh, that was the yeah. First that was the, that was mm-hmm. the first half mm-hmm. from from uh, January to yeah. Yeah, to so that's like when June. corporations start getting into our own politics as well. Like, man, that's. I've been saying that's dangerous, bro. That's dangerous. dangerous. Business and politics is two separate things that should never be mixed. Because mm. business and politics, once they're mixed, whoever has the most money nine out of ten times will win the war. Because they have the most resources mm. to combat any situation. And I, I did research at one time. Sunkiss, like Sunkiss Oranges, what mm. they did was they had a special interest group go to Congress and say, like, why something about oranges in a specific area and why they had to, like, do some type of, like, nonsense and restrict the amount of oranges sold. Mm. So when you restrict the amount of oranges sold, the price of oranges go up because less, you know, the supply and demand. There's lower Mm. supply, there's more demand. Mm. And they made bread off of that simply because they paid a lobbying group to go to Congress and say, we should only be able to sell this much oranges because X, Y, and Z. Some wild nonsense, bro. Mm. You know... Based. Yeah, I, I went to school and I studied finance and minor political science, and you mentioned that those two should never be like intertwined. And the one thing that I noticed, like mm. anything that I've like got from that experience, which we'll go into later, mm. is that politics and economics always intertwine. There's yeah. always some intersection between the two, even though there's always like some sort of. Uh, it's always an intersection that that goes poorly. Yeah, because the fact that, like, in business, is like, and the problem is, which is, like, beyond the scope of Black Catalyst podcast, because this is, like, way political, but it's, like, should businesses, should the government be able to interfere with business? Because technically, businesses would have no reason to deal with the government if the government didn't try to intervene in what they do. But once the mm. government tries to intervene on what businesses do, the business is like, all right, bro, now, now you're getting me upset. Because it's like, you need to govern the people. Let us govern what's going on over here. Mm. But then they're like, nah, you got to do this, that, and the third. But The problem stems from when the corporation is like, everything they do is for the consumer. Mm. And the consumer is the people. So like, at a certain point, like McDonald's only having like, like everything on their menu is like extremely caloric, like high calories, mm. bad for you, uh, could lead to diabetes. That's a fact. This and the third, and then those same people are affect. Like that's when people will make the case that those sorts of uh, activities need regulation mm. or not. So yeah, no, nah, it's it's definitely extremely interesting. But but it's like what I don't. I feel like dang, cause business. It's hard though, cause it's like this. You have the consumer, which is obviously important, and then you have the employee. But the thing is, people, even like you said, back on to just go back to the Google thing real quick. It's like Google or this company is like, yo, you know what we're doing is we're doing the best thing for the people. Mm. But at the same time, like Amazon, yes, they give us two day shipping, and we love to get our products super quick. Mm. But apparently, the people who work at Amazon say it's so difficult because they have like a thirty second window. You have to get the product, boom, because they're getting so many orders to one warehouse. And we just see the simple luxury of it hitting our door. We're like, oh, yeah. I mean, I ordered this two days ago. Amazon brought it to me today. I'm happy. But we don't think about the people who are actually in the warehouse that literally slaving, having like, you have 45 seconds to get the product, put it in the box, tape the box, put it on the conveyor belt. That might be difficult. And they've been literally complaining, like, it's impossible for us to meet the quotas that they have. And once we meet the quotas, they raise the quotas. Mm. So imagine, like, oh, you got to do 50 packages in, you know, what, an hour or whatever, Right. Then as soon as you hit 50, you're like, oh, you could hit 50? All right, 55. Mm-hmm. You could hit 55 or 60. It never stops. Yeah. 
No, definitely a tough spot. I mean, at the very least, I think Amazon pays higher minimum wage than normal. I, I don't know exactly what it is. I think it's at least 18, maybe it's 20. Mm. But, yeah, it definitely brings up an interesting question in terms of, like, workplace regulations. But then that's when it goes back into... The poli- mm-hmm. But then you see the circle, I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. Then it go back to po- politicians and it's like, yo, the Amazon workers are mad. We got to help them out. Mm. And the business owner is like, hey, hey, hey. This is business. We'll take you care do of the us. politics. We'll we do the business. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no, no, no. You, we need to fix what's going on. They're like, nah, you don't need to fix nothing. You don't have no jurisdiction over business. You are a politician. Just make mm. sure everything is good on your end. We'll make sure it's good on our end and everything is good. But then once they start to mix, then business is like, all right, yo, you can help me with the situation. I bet I'll pay $30 million. Then business and politics have now been mm-hmm. mixed. Mm-hmm. It's sick. Every time. But... In other news, you know, we already know that corporations and business and politics is wild. We already know that that's a difficult feat to try to fix because business is business, politics is politics, lobbyists are lobbyists, business pay lobbyists, lobbyists go to politicians, they make it happen, and it is what it is. We can't fix everything in the world, but we could just talk about it. But (laughs) let's get into the XFL, The Rock, Johnson. Listen, I am be honest, I didn't even know what the XFL was. For that long. I thought I just knew arena football. Then I heard about XFL. Then I'm seeing everywhere on social media. And I would be, you know, it would, I'll feel like I'm doing the rock and injustice if I didn't speak about him purchasing it. Since the whole social media is very interested in this big purchase. So apparently he spent $15 million to buy the XFL that Vince McMahon had invested $200 million in. Mm. So it sounded like he got a nice deal on that. Mm. What is that? hundred and Eighty-five dollars, hundred eighty-five million dollars discount. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah, he got he got a good deal, and that's I a mean, good thing. I think the XFL was created for like me personally for <laughs> sports betters to like have something to do related to football when there's mm-hmm. no more football. Cause like the teams that they have, I wish I could remember a name, but it's like the Dragon Slayer. I'm not actually. I'm not. Yeah, nah, that, nah, it like, might be something like that though. Nah, let's like, look at it. look up a name. Right? It I'm might gonna be say like, like New York XFL gonna, team. It's like the Gladiators. Nah, I, what if it's like, yo yo? Oh nah, I thought it said Gladiators. <laughs> the Guardians. Nah, New York Guardians. That's even worse, honestly, to me. Honestly, that's even but, worse um, to me. I think it was created for people. Yo, nah, you were mad close. My guy said the Gladiators, the guard. That's actually dumb close. And like XFL made a like comeback because they like changed a bunch of rules mm-hmm. that like kind of made it more entertaining to watch, but like. But my whole thing is deal? just like, yeah, okay, I, I don't want to be like pessimistic, but like the NFL has established themselves in such a way that like the XFL will have to do a substantial amount of work to kind of like make themselves competitive. There's actually some people that were actually like starting to do like YouTube reviews on XFL, like watching the videos, reacting mm-hmm. like, oh, it's actually pretty like competitive arena. And I do feel like people who go to the XFL. It's like the NFL G League to me. It's, that's, that's the vibe it gives me. It's like, yes, like the people in the league are going to be good because, of course, you, you're still technically like a, a professional level, so you're going to be good, mm. but you're not going to be stardom. You're not going to be in NFL. And especially like top talent, like top talent, why, why, why would you work so hard to take a, a pay cut once you can go to NFL versus XFL? I couldn't name a single player in the XFL. Bro, I couldn't even name a single team before the New York Guardians. Yeah. I, couldn't, I literally couldn't. <laughs> that might be our, the new team, though. Yeah. <laughs> Give me, give me New York Giants vibes. I ain't gonna lie, but like seriously, like it's the thing about China. I understand. Like I get why somebody would want to be a disruptor in a market, especially like in sports. Like it, it makes more sense because so many people love sports. But it would have to be like it, it's it's a specific type of player that would have to go into the XFL for people to say, like, oh yeah, no, I need to do that. But it would have to be like a top tier player. Mm. It can't be like some average Joe. 
who was just like trying to get in. So all in all, do you think this is an investment that will pan out? Because at the end of the day, they drop some money, they drop some bread. Is it? It's an investment. Is mm. this something that will like? Is this something worth investing in? Obviously, like I said, it was something for NFL players, mm. NFL watchers, to have something to do in the off season. Mm-hmm. So there is an audience, but like, do we have faith in the XFL as an organization to to have some sort of ROI for an investment this large? All right. So I pulled up the viewership before I answer this question because I want to see the answer. So averaging is three point one million in the first week. Average ratings would drop one point five million during the fifth. So that so makes sense. So let's just say about a million viewers a week. I mean, it seems like it's pulling in some viewers. But my thing is, like, in terms of, like, do I think the XFL will be successful? No. <laughs> do I think it's a good investment for The Rock? Yes. Because the fact that Vince McMahon has already put so much money into it and built it to the level that it's at, for him to acquire it at $15 million, it's actually chump, like, it's chump change compared to how much Vince McMahon put into it. Mm. So it's like... Imagine you building a company is going crazy. You're like, ah, oh, it's not working out. You sell it, it's like, yo, bro, I put so much money into this, but you can have it, right? And now, you got it for cheap, but it's already established. So you have to do technically less work to make it better. And you have, you bought it for so cheap, you don't have to put in two hundred million. It's two hundred million technically already in there. Yeah, I mean, this is what I say. I don't know anything about how one would make a return on investment in this, or even if that's what like the rock is looking for. Exactly, mm-hmm. but I will say Vince McMahon back in the day with WWE, like whatever he was doing back then was working. Had a lot of people are yeah, our age, I'm older, crazy. younger watching it, and then crazy, yeah. I don't know a lot of people who don't like The Rock. So that's uh, some sort ooh, of a. I didn't even think about the stardom of The Rock. I did not. Some, even think it's about kind that. of a dynamic duo in a sense, and uh, if they're down for it, I'm down for it. So we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, I got faith in it. I mean, I got faith in the fact that. The Rock got it for a cheap price, and I feel like he's going to get a good return on investment. I don't know how well it's going to compete with the NFL, but I didn't weigh in the fact that it is The Rock who now owns it. Mm. That's your powerful investment, I think about it. From The Rock, the Rock is actually a beast. That's your not think about it. Yo, The Rock, first of all, now I got to talk about, yo, The Rock is getting money this year. Mm. The Rock started his tequila line, like Tamana. Like, yo, The Rock is really really getting money. Let me see, Tamana Tequila. Let me see. I'm gonna just type in the Rock Tequila. Yo, all he's doing is just open up a new tab, look up the Rock in high school. It looks exactly the same. Look, Tramana, yeah, Taramana, whatever. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Like Taramana, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson Tequila, Taramana Blanco. Like he's making mad investments now. The Rock is probably like, yo, I need to chill. I'm tired of being on TV. I'm tired of doing all this other stuff. Let me take this money, invest in some companies so I can relax. Now the Rock, Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Investor Johnson. We the like Dwayne it. the Johnson Tequila. That's mad funny. <laughs> Where did we see that? Right there. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson Tequila. Nah, this guy's a beast. Like, but it goes, goes to show. Like, when you get money, you gotta take some of that money and make investments. No matter what you're doing, you see celebrities at the largest level. LeBron James. LeBron James. I remember I was looking in. LeBron James owns two percent of um. Damn, I forget. The, I want to say Liverpool, but I might be wrong. But Liverpool, yeah, nah, you're right. yeah, own two percent mm. of Liverpool. He owns like a part of like a Blaze Pizza, getting mm. money off of like this pizza chain. He just started Spring Hill Entertainment with his boy from um from childhood, mm. who's also his manager. And he's just making like a series of investments. It just goes to like no matter what your main like income is, take some of that and just keep investing. Whether it's investing in stock, you know we love stock over mm. here on the Black Cats Podcast. You invest, I invest, we love it. So it's like just realize the simple idea of take money 
save money, invest money, make money. Definitely. Nah, you said it you said it perfectly right there. I think even Shaq, he uh like way oh. back when before Google like kicked Shaq off. Shaq is a beast, bro. He put like a bunch of money in Google and everyone knows where Google is now. Ironically we were just talking about them like it, it's, it's always it's a good wild. idea to put your dollars look at this. elsewhere. Look at this right here. Since you're talking about investing, look at this. So in 2001, if you bought $399 of Apple stock instead of buying the original iPod for the same price, today your stock would be worth $187,000. 1K invested would be worth $470,000. But people want to listen to music, bro. <laughs> people want to listen to music. People want to be in school. They want to be showing their friends yeah, some fire iPod. Like, mm. look at my iPod touch. Look at this. Look at this. Mm. Bro, you could have been having... What is that? Six figures, bro. You could have six figures. Mm. But you want to be cool, bro. It's not fun to be cool. What's Nobody even, cares, what's bro. What's even more ironic, about, bro, <laughs> more ironic so... about that? Like, if we started, and this is, this is, this is bold. Nah, that frustrated me when I seen it this morning. I ain't gonna lie. As it should, but like. Frustrated me. If we started teaching kids to think. I, not, they don't have to know how to look at a chart, trade a chart. Bro, but just like. Think. So the, just like, having that kind of financially, mindset, Financially. Right? Financially. Literally, mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's like. So, like, TikTok blew up, but in terms of the younger generation, it's the most appealing to them. Even before, like, for our generation, Snapchat was kind of a big thing, but, like, it's these things in the younger generation. Or, like, I mean, millennials in general, obviously there's Gen Z, but, mm. like, we take up a large subset. I think I saw a sign today, like, Gen Z and millennials, like, make up, like, almost 40% of, like, voters. Oh, so, like, yeah, we're, we're coming a up, big coming up. subset That's of the population, or That's even corporations coming up. Uh, want to know like our trends like what we're into because they know like we'll be driving the market mm-hmm. so like the idea that back in the day when the ipod was coming out obviously there were older mm-hmm. people getting it but like it was very popular among people our age if you would have just invested that you would have half a million now like that that just that idea is it, it's kind of uh illustrates we need a, a change i think like First of all, me personally, I never had one, so I I can't. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna speak about people like I never had one, but there's people who I know who like literally beg their parents like, oh please, please, like mm-hmm. can I get an iPod? The iPod is nowhere to be found. You don't know where the iPod is. Mm-hmm. You use it for two years. It's probably in the trash. You probably have an iPhone now. You don't know what an iPod is. You could have had six figures, but instead you want the iPod that you only use for three years, and now you, and now you have figure. nothing. Mm-hmm. You, you, mm-hmm. Yo, you don't even have a figure. Say it Damn. again, bro. You don't have a figure. Damn. But the, the, just to get to the point, it's like yo. Use your money wisely, like, especially people like, okay, if you're under 18, I will understand. I will understand, like, you're not going to be thinking about your future that much. You're just, you're in high school. You want to have fun, which I respect. But if you are 18, 19, 20, 21, start to think logically. You want to go and buy those Gucci shoes that cost $800. Bro, invest in Tesla. Invest in some stock. Don't buy some shoes that you're going to scuff up in six months, six to 12 months that you're never going to use again. Make serious investments. The same amount of money you're going to spend to go buy a, a Gucci shoes, like buy some ball mains, whatever you want to buy, buy you know some Mary jeans, whatever you want to buy, right? You could use that same money to start a business, bro. Mm. You could literally go buy some product, flip the product. You could literally go to a store and say, hey, you know, let me get some of this at a wholesale price. Go back, sell it. It's business things you could do. Just stop, get out of the mindset of wanting to please somebody else, wanting to wear some stuff just to look cool, wanting to do stand and third, bro. I'll tell you right now, I do not care about it, bro. I don't <laughs> care how, I don't need the nicest stuff, bro. I live within my means until I can ball out. Mm. People want to ball out before they can even live within, nah, before they can even make stuff make sense. I was just hanging out another, the other day, and he had like, I was like, he had these nice pair of shoes on. I'm like, yo, how mm. much those cost, bro? 
He's like, it was like $700. Yeah, never. And they Bugging, look bro, good, for too. What? But they, bro, like, for what? Hey, Yeezys are like four, five, maybe you get it for three. But they weren't Yeezys. Mm-hmm. And they, they look fresh. I respect them. And I, but I'm, I'm not going to tell them, like, yo, you should have done that. But, like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, bro, $700? You know what mm-hmm. I can do with $700 on a stock? Like, bro, I, it's definitely that, a mindset. That's the thing that's, that, friend, mm-hmm. like, even especially, like, I'm going to share a little story with y'all that I ain't feel like I was going to share, but I'll share it, though. It's like, you know, even, like, in terms of, like, e-commerce and just watching, like, how, what what $10 worth of ads to your store could do? Imagine $700 of ads, mm. but you wanted to spend that on some shoes, bro. Mm. Just put stuff in perspective and make, make things make sense in the situation. If you, especially, I remember in the book, I forget what book, it might have been, it's either Rich Dad Poor, I think it was Rich Dad Poor Dad, right? in the book, a lot of people love the book, it's like, if you want to buy something that's fancy, use a, a revenue-producing asset to do it. But if you're using, like, your, like your job, right? It's not really the best thing. Use, like, say, like, for example, you take that $700, you put it in stock, right? And that stock gives you a nice capital gain. You cash out, use that money to buy it. Because mm-hmm. then you still have the stock, but you still got the capital gain, and you still have some of the shares in that stock. Yeah, that concept you're speaking of is, like, pretty foreign to most people. Like, the idea mm. of creating revenue or using mm. the revenue created to... To, to then buy out. something. Mm-hmm. Or like even if for example, like say like, oh listen, I want those ball mains, they're fire. Or I want these I keep saying ball mains, I don't know. That's the first thing that comes in my head. Mm-hmm. But like say like a Mary's or like Gucci, Louis Vuitton, whatever the, the brand is, say like you want those, right? Instead of saying like let me buy that today, I'm gonna instead invest in a business. I'm sorry, I know it's repetitive, but I want you to understand the point. Buy something that's going to create wealth for you and use that tool to buy the stuff that you want. Mm. Don't just buy the stuff that you want because you could buy the wealth tool that's going to help you get that. Then once you buy that, you still have the wealth tool that's going to continue to get you more money. Mm. Makes the most sense to me. I think we should conclude the business uh, part of the podcast because we're we're diving deep into the things you guys need to hear, Mm. but it's less business related. Mm. So is college worth it? We'll we'll go into that in the next segment. Yeah, in segment two, we're going to get into that. So stay tuned. We're going to get right into it. All right, we're going to get into segment two of the podcast. Today's topic, the main topic of today is, is college worth it? Very big debate. Some people say you do need college. Some people say you don't need college. We don't know what the answer is. We can only talk about our experience. We just both graduated college. So let's get. Let's first start. I want to preface it by saying let's talk about our personal experiences. That you can just talk a little bit about like how you felt about it, I'll talk about how I felt about mm-hmm. it, and then we'll dive into like overall, like does the average person or anybody who feels like they're on a journey of wanting to be successful need mm-hmm. college? Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of different things to go into. Uh, in terms of whether it's worth it or not, we're going to have to throw up a few things and then mm-hmm. get after it and see, like pick a few things out and, and really see what's what lays underneath. But in terms of my own college experience, the one thing I remember is the social scene, for sure. So mm. in terms of social skills, the ability to interact with others, network, connect to people, mm. uh, develop a better connection with others, just like, I would say most definitely. Mm. Like, you're around a bunch of people who are your age. Uh, you're all going through the same experience. So, like, mm. there's, like, this saying, like, you, you uh, create the best bonds of people who you have shared experiences with. So in that aspect of it, college was an amazing time. I had an amazing time socially. Mm. In terms of academically, there was a lot of things that college had to offer that I could have gone into. For me personally, without a doubt, I, I, like I went to college, I was like, yeah, finance. 
There's no question. No, without a doubt, for you gotta reason, get money. You gotta get money. For some bro. reason, it was, I, I didn't even think about that. So I was like, yeah, I'm finance, whatever, whatever. But there was a bunch of other things I could have gone into. Mm-hmm. Um, and then overall, it's just like the college experience is going to be different for everybody. So I, it's yeah, hard for me doubt. to answer that question from my experience at all. But after hearing yours and after getting to a few uh, maybe other stereotypes or maybe just our, both of our experiences in battle and heads, we could uh, figure out whether it's worth it or not. I no doubt. So, like, college, man. I don't even know where to get into it. Felt like it was just yesterday. Nah, <laughs> no key, no doubt. But it's like, so, like, getting, going out of high school, it's like, I, I didn't go to a big college. So, like, me personally, I felt like that was going to, like, kind of be a little detrimental. So, it's like, going to college, it was just the whole idea of, like, you know, you got to go to college. It's just that next step. You got to take it. And then when, like, deciding a major for me personally, it's like, I, I want to get money. So, it's like, mm-hmm. well, what is about money? Finance. Finance. Money. You figure it out. But then um, going to college, I would definitely say most people, like my personal experience, I go, I went to college. It was difficult because like the, the way the curriculum is structured, like we spent two years learning stuff that I feel like I learned in high school, which to mm-hmm. me was problematic. And the fact is like mm-hmm. I already know this information, so there's no reason for me to spend two years relearning information I know mm-hmm. to only spend two years actually on my major. So that was the one aspect I didn't like. But I feel like in college I built good connections and I was presented with great opportunities to network and meet with people that I otherwise would not I'm not going to say otherwise it's difficult because I I don't know because I met them at college so yeah. it's difficult for me to say like I would not have met them if I didn't go to college because I technically could have but I met them at college so that's the reason I recommend college you know what I'm saying yeah no nah, I actually completely agree with that so like in terms of actual coursework Mm. I had the same uh, experience. So, like, the first two years, mm. like, year and a half was, like, a lot of fluff. Like, take courses Nonsense, in this. to be honest. In this field, in this field, in that field. And it was mm. like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll, I'll take a look. Like, mm. I'll, I I want to do well in the school. So, I'll, I'll like, I'll be, mm. I'll, like, simulate it. Simulate me being interested, if that, like, sounds. Yeah, like, fake it. <laughs> fake it. Actually, that's the best way to explain it. But what it really did well was, uh, like, meeting people who like you were able to foster relationships with who mm. are kinda in the same pursuit as you, whether they're in the same age or not. They're on a similar trajectory as you. So exactly. like surrounding yourself around good people obviously is is one thing that's like a guarantee for success. Mm. But just being in a like minded environment was helpful. But yeah, I definitely one thing I hated about college was taking mm. classes that I had no interest in. And then spending two years Zero doing so. purpose, bro. Spending two years doing so, at a certain point, I feel like I was wasting my time. It was like, why am I taking like a class about sociology? Which, honestly, that was one of the more interesting ones. No, of, no cap, though. That was one of the more interesting <laughs> classes. That shit, but that was really true, though. But like, it was like, I don't really, like, at the end of the day, care. Yeah, it's like it's interesting in the fact that it's different from the normal things that you're interested yeah, yeah. in. Yeah, mm. But it's still useless in the fact that you're studying finance. So it's like a perfect the only topic is like I took a psychology class which is actually very interesting, but it's like it's only interesting because I only care about finance. Mm. You're showing me something that's not finance. It's like, oh actually I never knew that. So it's like you mm. ruin the mindset of like, oh that's actually cool. So yeah, nah, to some degree like it that like gives an argument for why those mm. kind of classes are helpful. Like it gives you something outside of your major. Like it's not only useful to learn what you're doing like to mm. have a liberalized education is like That's useful right. and to some degree i agree with that but at a certain point i felt like i was wasting my time on things that didn't matter even once i got into my major right so like 
I have my like finance introductory classes mm-hmm. and like there's they're bringing up a bunch of topics that I hadn't heard of before even accounting topics. I wasn't even an accounting major but like Things that were new to me mm. that I felt once I got a grasp of, I no longer ever needed to hear. It's kind of <laughs> like, it's kind of like when you're in class, like in I, high school, I feel right? It, I feel it. And like, maybe maybe not high school, but middle school, or whatever. Mm. And they're like, you can't use your calculator. It's like there's this innate understanding that, for me in college, it was, I'm not gonna need this in the future. Mm. But for me back then, it was like I'm gonna be able to use a calculator whenever I need. So it's like this sense of use uselessness that made things felt more fluffy or felt like it was fluff and unneeded that I really didn't resonate with. Bro, listen, anybody who knows a professor, who knows any educator, bro, if you teach math and you're telling a kid not to use a calculator, I really question how you feel morally. I question how you feel ethically. I question so much about you because it's the fact that are you, do you understand we have Excel? Do you understand we have phones? Do you understand we always have a calculator? Mm. What purpose would I need to know something without a calculator for your test? Negative. First of all, who do you think you are? That's my first question. Oh, you got the hands. Like, who does a professor, like, literally think they are to mm. say, like, you cannot take a test with a calculator? When in the real world, I will always have a calculator and I'll never have you. Mm. So why do I need you, realistically? Mm. And there's just so much things about, like, that's the aspect of college. Is just so much things that are not practical to real life mm. that makes no sense. It's, it's honestly the things that they didn't teach in college that I felt more, most useful. So we've already said, like, the, like, networking aspect of it or, like, uh, the ability to socialize. Mm. Those are things that we found most useful, whereas the actual coursework that was being taught we felt mm. was somewhat irrelevant. So mm-hmm. to go back to the main question of whether college is actually useful or not, it, it goes both ways in the sense, and we're going to go even deeper, yeah, but it goes fact. both ways in the sense that maybe what college believes is useful isn't particularly useful. Like maybe they don't they don't useful. have the right I, idea. I can guarantee that. But being around people who are like like minded, we all have that same understanding and even just being in that atmosphere is useful. So like mm. I didn't enjoy a certain class, but if me and this other person student, yeah. Like other student has that understanding and then we're just because we have a similar understanding. We're just like looking, looking out for one another, seeking to help each other. I see something, or they see something. Maybe back in my day mm. would have been like an option trade. I'm like, yo, I know you're trying to make money too. Like I came onto this, mm. and I, I give them that. Or like something as simple as like, yo, bro, there's a party over here. You want to like? It's That's just fine. helping one another. I've been around like-minded people that mm. I found particularly useful during my college experience versus the actual things that college said was useful yeah i i would a hundred percent second that it's definitely in college is just the fact of like being in an environment with people that have like the drive and motivation mm-hmm. that helps encourage you because i remember like freshman year of college like i was just a regular guy bro i ain't know nothing mm-hmm. i was just there like cool like i'm in college like yeah i'm in college just mm-hmm. nice man like that's how really how i'm operating but then like i'm starting to see like Wait, this person's talking about they got a winter internship. Mm. This person got a spring. And I'm like, whoa, wait, mm. wait, what's what's this internship talk I'm hearing about? Mm. Like, what, what what we getting into? They're like, oh yeah, you get an internship, they pay you, you know, get some professional experience. Uh, mm. I'm like, oh yeah, well I would have never known. So now I started doing internships, I do a nine and a third, but it's like I would have never known if I wasn't in the environment. Mm. And to get an internship, I need to be in college for most positions. So all these other things, and just understanding the fact that like meeting people building these connections and even to the point of like people like recommending certain events to you like people mm. tell me like, yo 
there's this 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 company coming to the school mm-hmm. this week. There's there's this career fair. There's this little meeting. That those type of interactions are more important. The actual coursework, I promise you, I will never understand how the curriculum is designed. Mm. I will never understand what premise they have when they say like, let's teach students this. I I literally there's only one probably two classes that I ever took that was useful to me, investment analysis, and um. Advanced corporate finance. Mm. Two classes that were actually like very, very helpful. The other classes, I don't know what I learned. I don't know what it pertained to. Maybe mm. that's just me, like personally, I don't nah, care about those two classes. Yeah. Mm. But other classes, I don't know. Mm. I don't know, bro. Nah, it's definitely interesting that you brought that up. So, like, I brought an example of like the party scene, but mm. the example of even like a career fair, this and that. I've had that experience on mm. multiple occasions where it's like, bro, you, did you know on Thursday this, that, and that's happening? Mm. And like, your, your own sphere of knowledge can only go so far. So, like, maybe like you're not checking your emails, or maybe that just never even came out to you. Mm. But like, the ability to have people, I mean, We've all heard the expression, two minds greater than one. And it stems from exactly what our anecdotes are kind of illustrating right now. So that just, like, you can only do so much, but to have, like, a sphere of people who are also seeking the same things or similar things at that, also who has their own sphere, for lack of better words, Mm. it's like it increases your own sphere yeah, as a result. So, and now, that that was... just, Just the fact that it's, like, even going back again, it's just like, it makes more sense to be in an environment. Like even take college out of the picture, right? You're gonna be more beneficial with people who think the same way as you, mm-hmm. regardless of if college in the picture or not. And just in general in life, you're gonna be better off in life if you're around people who have similar values as you, have similar goals as you, because you all are working towards the same thing. Therefore, it's like, oh, yo, bro, you wanna get money? I wanna get money. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out how we can get money. So we both have like minded. You could tell me, you could teach me a lot of things. Like you always do, teach me stuff. You know, I could bounce some stuff off of you and stuff, and we could build, you know, that type of relationship where it's like, yo, bro, we're gonna get money because that's you know, we think the same way. But in college, I mean, actually in college, there's so many people who think the same way because everybody's in the same mindset. So so it sounds like it's beneficial in the fact that everybody has the same mindset in college. And like obviously, there are people you run into who don't have the same mindset, but it sounds like the the opportunity or the advantage lies in the fact that you're around so many people in general on a constant like basis that you at least have more of the ability or more of the opportunity to come across people who do have the same mindset so with that being said like obviously we've reached on the aspect like the the social aspect of it Mm -hmm. uh we've talked about the academic aspect of it we know academically maybe in our our own Mm -hmm. personal experiences it didn't work out as well, obviously, there are a lot of things that they taught that, to some degree, were useful. You can't knock it entirely, but for the most part, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> Socially yeah, and fair. networking, those actually were very helpful. What about in terms of how college is structured in general? So, like... Oh, man, I could go on for days Like, there's a, there's a bunch of majors. You Like, for both of mm. us, we had... There's no hesitation in choosing finance. Mm. But there's there's majors as communication, history, mm. political science, uh, women's studies. Like to what degree? So many majors. To what degree do you think? <laughs> the, yeah, nah. For the well, major, so I just thought about saying that from. But uh, to what degree do you think the major has an impact on like your college experience, and even deeper than that? <laughs> Nah, I'm listening to you, bro. What's up with you? <laughs> bro, and even given that, to what degree does, uh, like, what major you choose have an effect on your, like, college experience in general? So, like, basically, what, ma- like, is your question, like, what major 
How does the major affect college experience? Exactly. Okay, got you. So listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people is honest with people. It doesn't matter <laughs> what you major in. Like, I, in my personal opinion, some majors are very useless. Very, I, I hate to tell you, it's very useless. But you want to know something that's great about it? Companies don't care how useless your major is for whatever reason. Mm. I personally would care, but companies don't care how useless your major is. You could go to school to study urban sidewalk renewal, and you can get a job. Urban sidewalk renewal. And how, I don't understand, because me personally, I would think that if you want to do something Mm. in any field, you should major in that field. But I've seen people get jobs in finance with degrees in philosophy. With degrees in literally no, like historical I art, a which made no sense to me. Who had a, a job at a top investment banking front, like <laughs> had I known that? I get mad, bro, because it's like, yo. Had I known that, I would have easily been a philosophy major oh, from day one. Listen, when I tell you, I literally went through the most difficult curriculum possible, mm. taking finance. I'm talking about like calculus level nonsense. Mm. Just so I could, you know, try to get into a financial career. And there's people that literally will study English. Bro. English. I speak it. You speak it. I've been speaking everybody it for 20 years, bro. speaks it. Nah, definitely. And they're going to get a job in finance mm. with English, bro. People talking about, oh, yeah, like, you know, my capstone, mad difficult, like, mad. Like, we had to do, um, for the capstone, we had to do, like, this crazy, like, Project where we're like owning a company beast, right? English major, you know. I'm not gonna say English is easy because it's, it's difficult to a degree, but it's like you know, calm 10, 10 page essay, submit it. Mm. We're cool, we got our English degree, bro. I've been writing 10 page essays. I wrote a 10 page essay in college, bro. And you mean your capstone? Mm. All you had to do to pass your capstone was write a 10 page paper, bro. And it gets like, what? what is the point? Like, why, why is it, why is it that I could study finance? Mm. And work so hard to try to get a finance job, but then somebody could work. I mean, somebody could study English and get a finance job. Bro, I, yeah, nah. It goes back to the whole like, the like socialization aspect of it. So like your ability like to communicate, maybe like your own interests, what you want. I like at the end of the day, perhaps like the English major and the finance major after four years of college mm-hmm. knew what they wanted to do. Had four years of rubbing heads with like a bunch of different people who had like different interests. Some who were similar, and they were able to like come to their own like idea of what they wanted, and they were able to communicate that. Had I known coming to college, if you could be any major and you did well and you were sociable, oh man, that you if could. I had known. But at the end of the day, perhaps what those two people have in common is just the ability to have come across so many people who had similar mindsets, different mindsets, as I just said. And just able to uh, basically get that point across. So I think at the end of the day, it all goes back to that whole like networking aspect of it. Obviously, networking is important. Mm-hmm. But the ability to be around people who have a similar pursuit like has been like uh, iterated several times already, mm-hmm. I think strengthens one's own... Uh, what's, what's the right word? Strengthens one's own... Ability? Not ability, and it's going to come to me in the next couple of seconds, but one's own confidence in their oh, own confidence. pursuit. Confidence, oh, okay, okay, okay. And that alone is, is what people want to hire. Like, it, if I'm a firm and I see some student who just comes out of college, maybe knows something, maybe doesn't, but they're confident in what they want to do, that's more 
that's that's more attractive to me mm, than just I see you going with that. Than just some random that. person who's like, oh yeah, maybe I want to get into this, maybe I want to do that, and that. Mm. It's more so like the confidence of it, and I think that stems from just being in an environment around so many. Like maybe it's just people your age being around in that atmosphere that allows you to really know what you want. I got two points I want to make on that topic. Mm. What you just said. First point is the fact that. Well, first one is a question actually. Do you feel like, in terms of the fact that like we. Like me and you, we both thought like, yo, we gotta get, we wanna get money, we wanna get into business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's study finance. It mm. literally it makes the most sense. It made the most sense. But do you feel like it's the environment in which someone is like raised or come from, so like it's taught? Cause think about it like this: say like someone's coming from like a more mm. affluent position or something like that, right? Mm. And their mom is like, you know, I studied blah 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 blah, but I work in this. So you already have the mindset of like your major is just what you like, but it's not what you want to be working in, right? So do you feel like certain people from certain communities would say like oh let me pick the major that directly correlates because that's what makes the most sense while people from different communities would say listen i can study whatever because my parents study da 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 but they do this this that and the third so it doesn't make sense for me to study this when i can study that and still do this yeah i and you said Mm. a lot there but that makes sense Mm. so like i definitely someone's background has a has a absolutely has right that's what i'm thinking too that's what i'm thinking because for you and i it was a no-brainer to choose finance even though i mean like the idea of college is like a relatively foreign space so Mm. in terms of what majors were the best it was kind of i didn't even do like that much research on it or whatever it was just like i just picked it it was like finance yep bam and i think that might have been from a degree of I didn't want to say it was <laughs> yes money at the core, but like this idea of financial freedom, security, all that that was like subconsciously like low key. It, it, so like that idea of it definitely is entirely correlated to one's background mm. relative to someone else who might have they've had generations of people who've gone to college, mm. maybe their mom's a doctor, dad a lawyer, or mm. vice versa, might have more. Ref- freedom to do mm. so because they've seen how different professions can reach certain levels of success it's hard to say for sure i mean mm. i've met a lot of people who are in similar positions but there's no like common thread between them mm. i think the the rule is is illustrated the most in us in the sense that we both just chose finance i know a lot of people are in yeah. similar situations who are just like finance but mm. i would say to answer your question I think if you have more knowledge coming in in terms of what you can do with different majors, so like someone who's like, mm. I'm gonna choose history and I know that in the end I can do whatever I want with it, mm. might be in a more advantageous position mm. because they're fact. slightly more knowledgeable to the fact that your major isn't decisive yeah, over what. It's not directly correlated. To it's your not outcome. the end all be mm. all. Versus where we were, it was like, oh, this is a new sphere. We got to pick the thing that's going to have the most More impact. impact. Ooh, it was like finance. That's tough. The thing that's, that's going to have the most, like, uh, tangible uh, results. Return, and, yeah. It, return. And so mm-hmm. we chose finance. So, yeah, no, there's definitely a difference. And, uh... Because this, this is the idea of, like, a basis. Because it's like, if you, like, just to go back to the division question, like, if you in an environment where you see, like, listen, major doesn't correlate to profession, which doesn't correlate to success... Mm then you have that mindset. So you're like, oh, I can go study whatever I feel like is most beneficial to helping me grow as a person and then still get the profession that I think is going to help me grow to success. Mm. But then most people who don't have that idea because you you're not taught that, you're going to go into saying, like, I'm going to pick the major 
that's gonna that I think is directly correlated to the position mm. that I think is directly correlated to the success, mm. which is not always logical, and then especially in college. Well, uh, let's take it one step further than that. So like we've we've definitely hit on a lot of different points in terms of the inside the college space. Mm. What are your thoughts on people trying to reach those same levels of success mm. outside the college space? So Ooh. for one reason or another, they're like college is for me, or mm. they're like I don't need to go to college. Like I can do this on my own. Like how do you mm. feel that person fares against? I wouldn't even say against someone who did. Just how does their compared to though. Just like relative to to the alternative, how does someone who's like I don't even need to go to college? Not necessarily that like I don't want to, but it's like someone who's like I don't need this route to be successful on my own path. And it's a packed question because there's a lot. There's a yeah, lot. It's there, definitely but. a lot there, but that, I definitely feel like it's a very important question. In the fact that a lot of people have the mindset they don't want to go to college, and it's so many factors that got to be addressed. The first fact I would say is, in terms of progression in life just understand where you are it's one thing to say you don't want to go to college which is very fine decision for you to make but understand that the journey you're subscribing to is significantly more difficult than somebody who goes to college one if you accept that that's fine right but two also understand that it takes money to make money so no matter what aspect you we want to take I don't know, if you think you're the biggest boss in the world, it's like, I'm not going to college, I'm a mm-hmm. boss, like, I'm getting money no matter what. Cool, bro, nobody's saying you're not getting money. But understand the fact that you need money mm-hmm. to turn that into more money in any aspect. Mm-hmm. So if you want to start a business, you need capital to start it. If you want to invest, you need capital to invest. Whatever you want to do, you need money. So it's like, yes, you could go and work at a regular retail job, but it's not going to pay the same salary that if you were to go to college and get a degree that a professional job would pay you. And I'm not saying that you should go four years suffering, but it's like you got to put everything in perspective. If you have to take on debt to do those four years, like a significant amount, then don't do it. It'd probably make more sense for you to do that, especially if you don't want to go to college. Mm. But if you can go to college with a scholarship, with something that's more financially feasible for you, I don't see why you wouldn't take the opportunity because you could probably get way more capital that even if your end goal is to be your own boss, you can put more money into your business. It's going to be hard if you're working a regular job to take that capital and invest it into whatever you want to do as opposed to taking corporate money, which is in most cases going to be more than a regular job and turn it into a business, you know? I would say it goes both ways because, like, Mm -hmm. you highlight a lot of interesting points, but the Mm -hmm. idea of going to college, I would say, now is being, is now shifted in terms of, Mm -hmm. like, the coronavirus economy. So, like... Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. But this whole online classes, like, some people are dropping 60 k a year to go to class. But now, with remote 60K. learning, you're like, oh, you don't need all these facilities. I don't even need to be there. I'm just logging on a Zoom. Like, is it worth 60 k <laughs> And, like, tuition mm-hmm. is dropping, but not to the levels that I personally feel it should be as a result of this whole yeah, shift. Because, like, even from my own experiences of what college is, it's like, a lot of the stuff you pay for, sure, there's, like, a structured aspect of it. But, like, I feel like there's this whole, like, atmosphere of things that are unstructured. That is, By like, far. what you truly get from, like, the college experience. Whatever that might be. And mainly just, like, the socialization mm. aspect of it. Just, like, meeting others. But now that all of that's been reduced. And now that, like, classrooms have been brought, like, just to online learning. It's- Oh, and then that takes tough. another step further. It's just like the idea of college. And I, let me preface it with this. It's like beforehand, I did agree with the fact that 
to uh-huh. get a bachelor's or whatever you were going for did i mean to an employer standpoint mm-hmm. it made more sense you're like uh, from on the basis of having met other people i'll choose the bachelor's over this mm-hmm. if i meet both people maybe my decision will change but with everything that's going on now it just seems like perhaps a, if i can learn it in the house mm-hmm. what else can i teach myself online like there's so many free resources yes, online that facts. it's just making college less valuable, valuable in yeah. sense yeah because even Think about it. The, the things that we both just said that we feel like was most beneficial about college, somebody going to college in the fall is not getting any of that mm. because they're not going to be in a classroom. They're not going to be able to connect with people mm. in the classroom. They're not going to be able to learn about certain events on campus that's going to help them, whether it's just a professional event, whether it's a networking event, whether it's just mm. a regular learning opportunity. They're not going to get any of that. They're literally just going to class online. And also, like, like you said, put them in the mindset of just like, Yo, if I'm learning, bro, what? I'm spending 60K to yeah. get on a Zoom call when I go on YouTube? Are you dumb? Like, nah, you're bugging. Nah, but, like, that's literally, I feel like that's, that's your mm-hmm. mindset to be in. Because, mm-hmm. like, wait, 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 wait. You telling me I got to pay 60,000, 50, 40, 30,000 just to get into a call? You got to be out of your mind. It doesn't make any sense. I can like go on YouTube. What, what's the class? The class advanced and advanced Literally. investment analysis. Nah, Let's not. go on YouTube and search it. Nah, nah, I actually want to see it. But no, you know what's crazy though? Even the white searches, what I'm going to say? It's people who are getting into like the online learning space are seeing so much return on investment, bro. Because that's where the world is going. But the average college is so conceited, or I'm not going to say conceited, but so confident in the model that they've created that's actually dirt. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you know, everybody's going to go to college. There's people that are taking online courses. And I know I just was violating online courses last last class, but I mean, not last class, last podcast. But I was actually doing more research on online courses. And it just depends on what the course is. Because yeah. all courses are bad. And actually, like, the more research I did, I'm like, yo, some people actually are, actually have elite courses. Like, literally the wildest courses. So even going on to, like, the online learning space, it's like, why would I pay 60k to take your basic information, mm. which I don't really care about, when I could just go pay this guy $500 to take this guy's course? And I'll preface this by saying, not every course is good, so do your research, because there's a lot of people that are fake gurus that are scam people, but it's like, there's some courses that actually deserve that $500, dollars because they're uh, actually elite. Like, you, you say your favorite class is investment analysis. My personal favorite class was security analysis. Mm. I just that in a YouTube. There's... Countless now, videos. There's, there's so many videos. Let me go this. to Udemy. I want to go to Udemy. See, if you were to, even if you were to pay, it's not sixty thousand. Not at all. Nah, it's like yeah, like maybe maximum couple hundred. Investment maximum. analysis. I'd say like sixty minimum, five hundred max. Yeah, my favorite course that I took was yes, investment analysis. Boom, look, one hundred and forty for if you want to take like the top ranked one. Yeah, another one for a hundred. So you mean to tell me people paying thousands of dollars? It's my favorite. Tell it. It says technical analysis, trading my technical analysis. Then you got investment analysis and portfolio management for ninety five. You got another stock trading strategy. This is just if you want to be certified. So these are very useful in terms of like showing hmm. that you've like option trading one forty. Mm-hmm. Yo, she going crazy. I ain't gonna lie. She got Wait, four courses. What's her name? Joy T. I'm saying I might have to create a course, but the thing is, like, if I create a course, best believe that course is gonna be heat though, because like I just don't like the fact that people just be wilding. Twenty six lectures. Oh, okay, okay. Nah, yeah. Oh, she's going. Nah, I ain't gonna. Nah, listen, I ain't gonna lie. Jordy Bansaw, you're getting money. Can I get a dollar? Like, what's up with you? But like I'm saying, like, course is really not bad, especially like it's specifics. I guarantee you, you could take this lady's class. It's gonna be super tailored to what you like, super tailored to certain things that actually are beneficial to the 
interest that will lead to success for you. For example, like we both like investing. I'm guaranteed if we take this technical analysis class, 140, it's going to, yeah, we got to invest in ourselves at that point. But we probably come out of the course and make way more than 140 if we actually apply ourselves and actually take the time to do what we got to do. Mm, yeah, no, that's, that brings up another point. It mm. seems like at the end of the day, it's like, is college an investment you're willing to take? Not, that's all it comes down Yes, bro, is perfect. It not necessarily is it like worth it because obviously there's like high initial fee mm-hmm. from our personal And worth it is relative. It, worth, worth it is extremely relevant mm. to your own like personal situation. It's like, is that a personal investment that will suit your interests? And maybe and you don't can know. Can you make that in. money back, especially if you're taking debt? Mm-hmm. Hey, like that's that's a major mm-hmm. thing. A lot of people, like myself, like that's mm-hmm. a major thing. But is that investment worth, worth it? Worth it, yeah. It's, it's two investments. I feel like with college that you have to really weigh the finance, like the the financial investment, which is mm-hmm. like actually paying for mm-hmm. college. Whether it's that you're getting a scholarship, which is fine if you got a scholarship, go. I mean, it's free money. But if you got to pay, then you got to really question it. But if you got to take out a loan to pay, you're paying mm-hmm. more than the actual mm-hmm. college. So that's really when you have to question like, yo, is this actually worth it? Mm-hmm. Well, I got to pay interest to learn. <laughs> wait, wait, no. You understand? I have to pay interest to learn? Mm. Um, no. So then you got to really look at it from a different angles. Then you got to think about the time investment, which is probably the worst investment that I think for me personally. Because you could get money back. You can never get that four years back. Mm. And when I think about college, it's like, yes, it was beneficial. But there was a lot of things that I know now that I've, I would have spent four years doing. I probably would have been in a way better position today. Mm-hmm. For the main fact that that time was so valuable, but I was so caught up in the mindset of, I got to go to college. Mm. I got to do this. I got to do that. got to get a corporate job. got to do all this other stuff that I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm just saying there's different routes that can be analyzed in that journey, you know? No, nah, and it's tough, too, because like, I feel the exact same way, but it's also like, would I be even cognizant mm, that's, of that's, the things uh, that... This um, guy here, I like that it. I wish I was aware of four years ago that I'm now aware of. If you did, had I not gone to college, which is like, mm. I really, I don't that's even really know. That's really what it come down to. And the thing is, I feel like a lot of the awareness that I gained was not even from the actual teaching, but it's like literally from students. It just, it's it's like it, the thing about college is primarily students that will teach you way more than it's mm, a professor mm. in any asset whether it's getting a job whether it's networking whether it's just that whether you got a test tomorrow mm. it's like yeah bro i need i need your help like let me let's get go to the library like, like let's yeah, just yeah. let's just uh, yeah even notes like mm. let's just figure out how we can do this together like primarily is students that would teach you way more i think college is just like a great networking hub yeah, I think that's really how I think about it. Honestly, and as I tell everybody, and it's like I would, I would not want to not college because I wouldn't have met a lot of people that were super beneficial to. Me. I feel like me learning in general, I wouldn't have met so many people that like. So to this day, I consider close friends and stuff like that. Mm. So I would never really knock it, but I think that you just gotta weigh if it makes sense. Like especially when it comes to taking debt, taking out certain things that financially will burden you, then that's when you really gotta analyze. Like all right. Is it worth taking a financial debt for networking? Because I will say it all the time, I don't know what I learned. Like, I know certain classes that I feel like I was interested in and they benefited me, but writ large college, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'd say in some, like, so, uh, yeah, you brought up the whole idea of, like, go to college Mm. for the networking aspect of of it. So if you can, like, beforehand, you're trying to make sure, should I go to college, Mm. is it worth it? If beforehand you already know if you already know what you want to do mm. and like you can factor in college and quiz and you're like, 
so this is what I want to do. If I go to college, maybe I'll end up here. Maybe I'll end up there. Then you're in like a prime position, like weigh whether or not it's worth it. But I'd say if you don't know at all what you want to do, you're kind of just like you just finished high school and you're just in like that stage of your life where you limbo. Can just, you're in limbo, but uh, at the same time you're able to level up, maybe get into just just the next level. It's mm-hmm. like. Maybe at that point, college could be worth it for you because, like, like mm-hmm. we said, being around people who have like a similar mindset is going to give you the ability to really know what you do and don't like. And honestly, it, what's what's very crazy is like what's so useful is being able to know what you don't like. Because if I know if I don't want to do this, this, and that, there's only a handful of things that I yeah, know I want to like, do. That's, ooh, that's but if tough. you find yourself in a position before college and you're like, I know I want to do this, I like, I know I want to go into this space. And you can weigh in whether college is gonna make that work or make it easier for you to go onto that path, then then maybe like that's when you need to start weighing things out, figuring out for yourself. Mm-hmm. But I'd say if you are really in this limbo area and you aren't really sure, then mm-hmm. like perhaps college is a place for you to like. I want I don't want to say figure out your dreams and hopes because that like sounds a little too grandiose, but like just the idea of being around people who who are also in a similar spot as you, that's right. very powerful into figuring out what you want to do. Yeah. And, um, like, just an antidote on that. And that's it? Antidote? Anecdote. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah. An anecdote. Yeah, I'm bugging. But, like, yeah, a little story about that same situation. It's, like, in college, like, I went in, I feel like I, I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't know exactly how to achieve it, which I feel like is most people in any type of successful situation. You don't know exactly what, but or how, but you you know you know where you want to go. So that's how it was. But then, and being in an environment with so many people, especially for finance, like I feel like finance is just really the most ambitious, mm-hmm. wild people in the world. Mm-hmm. So like, they're all just like going crazy, and I'm just like in the midst of it. I'm picking up certain things just by being in in that environment. Mm-hmm. And my only thing is, just, I feel like outside of college is hard to replicate. Absolutely. That's my thing. It's hard to replicate. There's no doubt about it. S- a specific environment with so many driven people yes it might be possible and you probably could find a way to do it but it's not going to be as easily available it's as possible, if you went to college but it's not plausible yeah it's just it just to me personally like i'm i'm trying to think like from stories i've heard it's very very difficult especially it's very difficult if you want to get into a track that like is fine for you to do on your own one man show like mm. if you just put in the grind you can do it and like i mean most mm. things if you put in the grind you can do it mm. but everything is easier with help like fact, even everything. like the help everything. that's like even with indirect help so like mm. like we've been saying someone's just like having a similar mindset is going to this event let mm. me go to this event with you like that can have implications that are just unforeseen. But it change your life at that event. Yeah, you know. Honestly, honestly, it'd be, that'd be the reason you get this. Bam, 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 and like mm-hmm. it goes into a cycle. So like, yeah, no, nah, I'd say for things that, if you're certain you could do it on your own, mm-hmm. fine. But there's very few things in life, especially at the age of eighteen, when you're like deciding to go to college, yeah. that like. Bro, at the age of 18, I was definitely not thinking about nothing professional. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, just, I guarantee you I was thinking about nothing professional. No, but today, I guarantee you I am thinking about something professional. That but at 18, graduating, you were hype. You just happy. You know, I'm graduating. I'm 18. I'm already ready to go to college. I, I will promise you that professionalism was the furthest thing from my mind. Mm-hmm. But if you're like 17... 
and you're already like doing some entrepreneurial stuff, seeing some success, I will question if college for you at that point. If you're seeing like a little bit of success and you're like doing something that you're making money, then maybe like the like literally the time I'll say don't go to college is if you literally are making like a decent amount. Like and by decent amount I mean like ten K. If you're making like ten K a month or something like that and what you're doing, like if you have a business, because some sixteen year olds be having like profitable businesses. Mm. How? I have no clue because I was not me at that age. Mm. But go kudos to them. And like if you're in that position, then don't do it. But if you're not in that position, I think you should consider if you don't know exactly what you want to do, maybe a year off is tricky, so I'm not gonna recommend that. But I would say just consider it. Consider the financial aspects. Consider the multiple colleges. Don't feel like you need to go to the best college. Cause I've seen people, especially in professional space, but they go to whatever college, mm-hmm. bro. Just look at look at the money. The biggest thing to me is the money in all aspects, especially like you know coming from an environment where you're not as financially educated as other people in certain situations. Just always look at the money. If you're taking out a beastly loan that's gonna be choking you out for like 15 mm-hmm. years, now nah, relax. But if you could take out like a I mean, I taking out any loan or like a very, very, very small loan to get into the position. It's like okay, like do it, you know. Especially if you just want to get into the environment, you're gonna learn a lot, you know. Yeah, nah. I mean, and to each their own. So in the sense that, like, so if you're going to med school, like, that's oh, yeah. obviously a high paying career. As and you need college long. no matter what. So like those type of people take out like high loans, and maybe in that scenario, like loans make sense for you, or like if you're uh, 18 year old and you're making. 5k maybe not at 10k yet even if you're making 1k mm. i think more of an important question to be like how what can i uh, how sustainable definitely mm. but like what where am i going to be in a year two years mm. three four i mean like one of the common interview questions when you get out of college is like where do you see yourself in five years mm. if you already have like a idea like a like that kind of picture in your head before college mm. and like you can actually see yourself reaching those goals mm. Then, yeah, nah, maybe college isn't for you. Like, if you have, like, a set, bam, 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 right now I'm making 1K. Next year I'm going to be making 3, 5, 10, and so on and so forth. The American dream. But, like, it it definitely goes up to each person. I think it's more important to just be able to plan ahead, see what you're Mm. doing, have tangible results now, and see how those results can translate into the future. Yeah, but going back to what you're saying about, like, being a doctor, being a lawyer, whatever... It's like certain career fields you do need college, which we're not gonna debate because you do. Like if you want to go into law, you want to go into being a doctor. Some majority of engineer fields, I think you need to have college or degree. But like there's some fields that you generally don't need college. So, you know, just look at the biggest things. I would say if I had to wrap up everything we we're saying in two points, I'd say the biggest thing is what do you want to do specifically? No, I say three points actually. What do you want to do? Are you currently making money? Okay, four points. I'm bugging. <laughs> what, what do you want to do? Are you currently making money? Can you currently make money? And lastly, will it take you money? Because if college will charge you money that you do not have, consider it strongly and make the best decision. And yeah, nah, most importantly, it's like there's many different ways to make money today. Mm-hmm. And, and this is one of the main points of this podcast we're going to get to. Like, obviously, we want to inform you. As we're informing ourselves, as we're researching, we want to make sure you're getting the same knowledge we're getting and, like, hopefully both improve from this experience. Mm. And as you'll see from future episodes, there'll be times where we'll mention ways that I just figured out a way to make money and I come against you or Kyle just figured out a new way to make money. And we, we're presenting it all. It's just, it's honestly a knowledge sharing, like, uh, podcast. Mm. But the main point is 
college isn't the only way to do so. So although we both Ooh, had many okay. positive things to say about college, some negative, I think overall it, we felt that it was a positive experience in terms of factors that perhaps we couldn't have foreseen going into college. It's just essentially like that isn't the only route. And there's like many ways to achieve success. College isn't the only one. It's more about what's best for you. And like more, even more important than that is like being able to know what you want, what you've done, and whether college is like a useful mm. stepping stone on like whatever journey you have like coming forth. Yeah, no, and even to once again to reinforce your point, it's like, you know, on the podcast, what we try to do is just share multiple different ways because the narrative that like you have to go to college to be successful is very far outdated. And there's so many people that I've seen like literally crazy success without going to college so it would kind of be ignorant for us to say like oh you have to go to college even though that's just the narrative everybody's taught like go to high school go to college be successful false there's people who literally drop out of high school i'm not saying you should do it if you're in high school but i'm just saying there's people who do it so just understand that there's so many ways at this point today to make money especially online and it's like, obviously, we're still learning, like Chris said. Like, we're still figuring out different ways, and we'll definitely always share that. But college is definitely not the only way to make money. Most definitely. That's the main point. That's absolutely a fact. And it's it's one of those laws that we, like, live under. Like, sure, college is a thing that will help you if that's your given route to take. But in the end, that's just not what – it's not a necessity for success. And that's just one of the most important things you want to get out there. For a fact, but um, this is going to conclude today's episode, episode 16. We were just really getting into college, college worth it. And we just felt like this topic was super important for us to cover for the fact that, like we said, like we study success. We study what makes people successful. We study investing. We study all these different things and understanding how can someone come from one position and make it to a better position or whatever position you're coming from in general. And the biggest debate is always, is college worth it? Do you need college to be successful? And that's why everybody's going to get into it. So we hope you found value in that um, topic that we talked about today. We hope that you understood a little bit more. If you're contemplating going to college, if you're in college, whatever, if you're in high school, hopefully you found this episode valuable. Don't forget, if you have a friend who you think could benefit from this information, share it, subscribe to the podcast, like the podcast, follow us on Instagram, at Black Catalyst. And, you know, always if you have information that you feel like would be beneficial, any business news you want us to talk about, send that information to the DM. I'll get the message. Chris and I will talk about it, and we'll put it on the podcast. We appreciate you for tuning in, and we're out.